to episode 69 of Inside the Cage. Mark and Scott with you, as always, still being social distancing, even though where we come from, the rules have been relaxed slightly. Um, how are you, mate? I'm not too bad, man. How's yourself? I think the the working so hard and, you know, it's just slowly beginning to take its toll, mate, to be honest. You know, that's been pretty much like nine weeks of solid 11-hour days, mate. It's, it's, starting to, it's starting to get to me, but I think, but hey, listen, that's what it is, man. Need a holiday soon, I think. Aye, well, I don't kind of see that happening anytime soon, mate, to be honest, but anyway. Need something, man. At least a couple of days after. I mean, you can shirk and ride and relax and get the batteries recharged or such. Yeah. yeah, I know, man. I know. Definitely. If it's possible, we'll see. But anyway, moving swiftly on, um, I suppose we should probably chat about Saturday night. Oh, well, we are here for MMA, aren't we? Apparently, that's for the- yeah. We're not here just. We're not here just for a gab. We're here for MMA. That's the whole point of the show. So. Um, Let's jump into it, man. UFC on ESPN, Woodley versus Burns from the Apex facility in Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm not even sure I know what the UFC Apex is. Is it part of the PI? Basically, aye. They've basically got it. It's where they've done... Um, I can tell in series. series and all that, aye. Because uh, it was quite good because he used the 25-foot octagon as well, which was fucking magic, man. I think it made a massive difference to the fights. I think that's how we ended up with... Alright, there was three decisions to kind of finish off, but I think all of the early finishes were because of the size of the, the kind of cage. Hmm. People couldn't really run think, away. Do you really think five feet across, now bear in mind that's only two and a half feet either side, really makes that much difference? Because two and a half feet isn't a lot, mate. It's not, but it must. Because I did. I felt like fighters were looking so... Like one was taking the centre of the octagon... And the other one was just outside that, obviously. But if he took one step back, he was hitting the fucking cage. He's not got two or three steps to allow himself that wee bit of movement to get away and use his footwork and kind of move about. For me, it made a big, it made a big difference. I liked it. I, I, absolutely brilliant, to be honest. I think we should continue the 25-foot cage. Why is the UFC's cage, or standard cage, bigger than everybody else's anyway? I've no idea, to be honest, mate. I never even. I've that. Do I know some? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say stupid. I did not know there was a difference in UFC cages. I didn't know there was a difference. Well, I, knew, I knew the UFC cage was bigger because you can tell looking at Cage Warriors and PFL that it's bigger. I knew it was definitely bigger, hundred percent. I didn't, didn't realise they used two different cages. Is what I mean. So two different I, size of cages. I, I didn't know they used a smaller cage in the contender series. But you know why? That's probably because I've never watched the contender series. So. I've seen bit clips here and there, but I wouldn't have thought about looking at the octagon and thinking that's a different size from what I would normally watch. Nah, exactly. But um, exactly. I we we go again and talk about Gilbert Burns, aren't we? We need to talk about Big Gil. Um, what a performance for that man! Oh, mate. Right. Like, I don't even really know what to say. Um, I, I was. Am I shocked? Yes, but not in like. Shocked that he beat Woodley because I had I picked Woodley in my picks, but I just thought Woodley would bounce back. I thought Woodley was in a new zone. He looked focused, man. He looked good. He looked big, and I thought, do you know what? I think Woodley might do this because I wasn't sure on whether Burns could take the step up to the elite. Okay, I beaten Damian Meyer, but Damian Meyer's not an elite level fighter. Um, this was no, a massive step up for Burns, and I just wasn't sure. Not massively surprised he wins, but I'm shocked at how good he actually was, mate. 
even after it, he looked like he'd have been another 25 minutes. The guy's an absolute machine. Absolute machine. We well, did say that after the fight, Larry. Can I go again? When can I go again? Let's go. I'm happy to continue the night. Oh, I mean, think something else. He just didn't even look puffed out. Like you watch some of the after the after fight interviews, and the guys are like talking to DC, and you can hear them, you know, breathing down the mic. But with him, he just was. He, <laughs> like, come on, can we go again? Can we dance again? It was, um, it was brilliant. He really was, he really was superb on the night, man. It was brilliant to see. You knew how, you know how good his Brazilian jitsu and all that is, but to see striking, the level he's striking was just outstanding. And Ridley's no mug with striking. He's got a massive right hand. He's got good hands. He totally outstruck him. He just looked a far better fighter on the night. I still think there's something not there, Ridley. Definitely something not right. I think, I don't know if he's maybe done, mate. I didn't realise he was so old. Yeah, I didn't realise. The fact he's 38. 38, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, like 38 is old for fighters. Like, you don't see many fighters getting to that age at this this level. I know, obviously, some of the heavier weights do, like, obviously, DC and stuff like that and Stipe, but I don't... For me, I'm, I don't know. I don't know, mate. It just doesn't look like he's, he was there. He was better than what he was against Usman. Wouldn't have been hard, to be honest. Um, But I just... To be outclassed by Burns on the feet as well was something scary. He made comments after the fight as well, Woodley, basically saying that he was at kind of peace with the defeat already and that kind of as if it never bothered him. And it's right. like, if you're fighting like that, you shouldn't be fighting something like that. If you're, I mean, that's, that was a top level fight, right? That was basically to either remain as the number one guy or become the number one guy if you're Burns right, or whatever it may be. That was that was definitely like almost not like a title eliminator, but it's definitely like it pushing maybe a couple of fights away from a title shot for either guy, mate. For either guy. Oh, and yeah. to say to say after it, nah, yeah, I'm at peace with it, even though it puts you maybe two or three fights behind. Nah, man, I just don't think he's got the drive for it. I really don't. Nah, uh, he maybe enjoys he maybe enjoys fighting. He might still enjoy the actual buzz of fighting, but in terms of actually being a top level elite guy, which he should be, he's got the tools, but he just obviously just doesn't bother me, I think, to be honest. Well, see, I don't even know if he enjoys fighting anymore because if you fight, if you want to fight, there's got to be that urge in yourself to go and want to win that fight. Yeah. And after two rounds, I had him down by three points already. Yeah. He was doing three already for me after because he went. Burns won the first round 10-8 and it was a 10-9 second round. So yeah. Woodley, just to get a draw, has to win the next three rounds. Yeah. But there's no urgency. There was no. Right, I'm going to take this fight to Burns now. He was still trying to fight in the back foot. I think he was just hoping he could land that big right hand and not have to do too much work on the night. And it was, it, just, it wasn't nice to watch. To be honest, somebody kind of just his career kind of finished. To be honest, it's like it's like he's relying on that big one tool that he's yeah. got. And That's it was a shame bad. because he couldn't he couldn't hit it. A couple of times he swung it, man. I I think off them. I was like, oh my god, man, that was like an inch away for Burns, like another inch, and that was you know Burns was dead. Um, but I don't know, mate. I just he's maybe got to reevaluate and decide what he wants to do because if you're going to get beaten, no offense to Gilbert Burns, mate, right? But Woodley should have Woodley should have had Gilbert Burns on toast with the experience Burns has got. Yeah, Woodley Woodley's got. I'm not denying Burns was brilliant here. I really am not. I'm a great performance, but was it made all the better because, you know, Tyron wasn't as good as what he normally is? This, you know, is the question people will ask. I think, is Woodley an elite guy in, anymore? No. Um, the answer to that question is simple, no, but aye, I don't know where he is. I don't really don't know where he is, man. It's just, it's just a weird situation for him. It'll be interesting to see what happens after this because... 
Um, I'd imagine, I don't know if he's got anything left in his contract, maybe he's still got one or two fights left in his contract. I did. I seen something about Vitor Belfort before he finished up. Was basically just like, I'm just playing. I'm just running my fights now. I just yeah. want to get the fight done in the contract, and that's me done. Maybe yeah. Woodley's the same. Maybe Woodley's got another fight. Maybe, maybe that was his last fight. His contract. I don't know what his contract is. Maybe it was just a case of look, get my contract done, get my money, and just get out of there. I think, I think I read as well that he was the highest paid fighter on Saturday night, and they lost the fight. Mm. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, four fights ago, Burns was. You know, find a lightweight and not doing anything, do you know what I mean? Uh, By the speed of Burns, that's ridiculous. Ah, uh, he's, he's unbelievable, mate, honestly. So fast for a wee stocky guy who's quite, he's, he's massive and all, but the speed, man, the speed he throws his hands is crazy. I tell you, mate, he's a serious problem for everybody above him. Well, there's nobody above him now except one. That's something else I don't agree with, by the way, that's bullshit. Um, but... Did uh, he jump? Aye. I've no idea, I can... Yeah, to number one. I feel sorry for Leon Edwards. Do you know that? I really do, because that was his scalp. That was his one to go, right, I'm that. Give me that fucking title shot now. And now Burns is arguably doing he that. Was supposed, he was supposed to fight with Leon in London, so... I, mate, I, I was listening to a wee bit of DC and Hawani, and um, they were basically saying... Um, Ariel basically said that, you know, Masvidal Usman's the fight to make. And I was like, right, okay, you've already lost me, but fine, I'll keep listening. And he said, then you need to have a title eliminator between Leon Edwards and Gilbert Burns. And then whoever wins that fights the winner at Usman versus Masvidal. Now, obviously, for me, it shouldn't be that at all. Edwards should be getting a shot at Usman. That's, that's it for me. There's nothing else. There's no other fight for Usman for me, personally. But And then it should be Burns next. So Burns would maybe just have to wait. Or Burns goes and fights Kobe. Like, he called Kobe out after he beat um, oh, who did he beat last? Gunny, wasn't it? In September? No, he beat Damien Maya last time. Oh, Maya, sorry, yeah, when he beat Maya in February, sorry, he called out Colby, so maybe make that fight, but aye. Mate, he's a problem. He's a massive problem. Oh, he's a massive problem. Um, he, can, he can wrestle, he can, you know, jets, he can submit you in an absolute heartbeat, and quite clearly he can just piece you up for 25 minutes, which was the most surprising thing about it. I think regarding the title fights and what's happening within that division, the rest of the divisions are all there's an issue in every division. They're struggling for title fights. Yep. Um, you've got a national fight week at the start of July. Obviously, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to no. be a national fight week, but it's still the biggest card of the UFC's year. Yeah, it should be. So they've got to look at making a massive fight for that. And the only division they probably can get somebody in is going to be the welterweight division. Yeah. To put a name on that fight. He's not your favourite person, but I think if the UFC can make Masvidal Usman, that will be the fight they'll make. Aye, no, no, mate, mate, I agree. 100%, 100% I agree that's the fight to make. That yeah, is the fight yeah. for UFC. That's, that's the money fight. It's just not a fight I want to see. I don't want to... I don't. I hate money fights, mate, you know that. I hated Masvidal Diaz. I hated all that yeah. shit. It's money, money, money. That's all that they care about. And the money fight is think, the best I don't think this is money as such. I think this is a case of what title fight can we actually put on? You look at all the other divisions. Yeah. What title fight can you put on right now? Stipe, working on the front line. Can't get him in the octagon anytime soon. John Jones is apparently abandoning his light heavyweight title. Adesanya's stuck in New Zealand. Khabib's stuck in Russia. Volkanovski's stuck in Australia. There's no bantamweight title. There's no flyweight title. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. There is no just, titles. It's, it's mental, man. It's just the whole thing's a fucking mess right now. 
Yeah. Listen, I don't have an issue. I, I, do, oh, I do have an issue with Masvidal fighting for the title, but I do appreciate that's what UFC have wanted. They wanted it since they had that beef that apparently wasn't staged. Yeah, that's um, um, But, again, I don't think I don't think Masvidal gets anywhere near Usman. To be honest, I wouldn't be that worried for Usman against Masvidal, but... Um, yeah, going forward, oh, mate, everything's tied up just now. I have seen somebody talking about that. Like, you've got potentially three vacant titles and nobody to fight for them, which is mental, really. Mental. What well, I think... Obviously, with Jones we'll, spitting the dummy. We'll talk about that shit later on, but I think... Well, the title fight will get made. It'll be Usman, possibly Masvidal. Good thing for Burns is, if Masvidal doesn't want to take that fight, he is in America. Yeah. Edwards is not. That's Edwards' massive problem. Yeah. He's not in America. I so, guess Leon needs to try and get himself out there, I suppose. If he wants to be involved in this and involved in a title and all that, he needs to get himself out there somehow. I don't think he will, man. I think as much... I th- he didn't want to go initially, did he? Obviously, he didn't want to spend all that time in the US and not be able to get back out and get back home. Well, I'm not things will change. The UFC might be able to stick on some sort of private jet or something. Who knows? But I would imagine if Usman versus Masvidal isn't made, it'll be Usman versus Burns. Yeah. You've seen Burns as well after the fight, there wasn't a scratch on him, do you know what I mean? Look, there's only just went in for a way of running, came back out. That was that was literally it. Yeah. Aye, what a performance for Gilbert Burns. Superb, man. For a guy who was all right at lightweight to then make that step up to welterweight and become that, it's just brilliant. It's not the first lightweight that's done it, is it? So. No, that's true, mate. That's true. Okay, move on through the rest of it then. Um, I guess probably quickly, to be honest. Um, Co-main, um, Blagoj Ivanov versus um, Augusto Sakai. What do you think of I was happy with the result. I thought the result was correct. I was just a bit strange with the split decision being 27-30, 29-28, 29-28. That didn't make any sense to me. No. It's... It wasn't a shocking decision. I don't know if Ivanov maybe did win it, mate, to be honest. It was Plus, your man Sakai should have had a point doc. It should have been a draw. So yeah, sure. um he's he's came out this week and said it wouldn't have made any difference to the fight. Like mate, he would have had you on the ground. A big, big massive two hundred and sixty pound Bulgarian guy lying on top of you. That would have definitely changed the fucking fight. You are a tube man. But well, I probably got even off that round as well, that's the thing. Yeah, he might even have won. I might even have won, mate. That's the thing. He might even have won. That's the thing. It could have been a twenty nine twenty seven for even off. So it definitely makes a difference. Aye, definitely, man. Um, um, I wasn't really that impressed by it, to be honest, also. I was pulling on no, this. No, I was pretty bored, to be honest, at times. Um, somebody that's no born in any way, shape, or form is Spike fucking Carlyle. Mm-hmm. What a man. What a human being that man is. I thought he won that. Yeah, I still think he won it too. I thought he won 29 28 myself. I thought he had definitely won the first, probably had most of the second, mm-hmm. then he got dominated in the third, to be fair, but. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, it's not a shocker. It's not a shocker. It was close, no, right? But close. for me, I, I had, I had, I had Carlyle t- two rounds to one. Yeah, I mm. had him. What I started doing when I was watching fight is I'll judge it minute by minute. So I'll maybe give a two points for every minute that I think somebody maybe went around. So for okay. me, I would say that Spike Carlyle probably won like the first two or three minutes of that fight. So he'd be like a six four. I know you don't get a six four, but it gives you an idea of what the score would be as like a ten nine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's pretty. For me, I thought Scott 
for the all about the second round and Spike Carly won the second round for me probably so I would probably give him the victory as well. Yeah. Um, well, it was a good fight, man. Spike Carly was brilliant, man. He's mental. The fact that he walked, walked up was at the end of the first, the end of the second, he walked away yeah. for the but on the ground yeah. and fucking the referees like, look, keep fighting, keep fighting, and fucking Quarantino came up behind and just fucking left out to me to see the raid. But always fight to the bell, mate. It's always like play to the play to the whistle. Always play to the whistle, man. Don't ever stop him. It was funny, uh, but I actually liked it. It was funny, man. Yeah, definitely was. Class performance. Good fight, man, between the two of them. I thought it was quite good. It was a catch weight as well, which is weird. They're both featherweights. Um, I was kind of looking into that. And oh, I, I, think, you know, I thought Quarantino was a lightweight. No, I think Quarantino said he wanted to fight a featherweight because he wants to go up the rankings. He said, I was reading something in an interview, he said he wanted to basically go up the rankings um, at featherweight. Maybe he was a lightweight, but he's now fighting at a featherweight or he wants to fight a featherweight. So he, when obviously he was offered, they basically said... If you want to fight a featherweight, you'll need to wait, or you take this fight at one fifty against Carlisle, and he was like, "I'll take it anywhere." Uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. What about um, Roosevelt Roberts versus Brock Weaver? What a performance this was! Yeah, we've seen Brock Weaver before, and I thought it was actually pretty good. I thought it looked like a bit of a prospect. I thought it looked like somebody who could at least maybe get into the rankings at some point. But Roosevelt oh. Roberts took him apart. I don't think Brock Weaver won with that um, illegal knee. Remember, it was an illegal knee. It was really bad. The knee was oh, really bad. I don't know up to that point if he was looking that good or not. I can't even really remember. I don't remember him being that brilliant to be honest. I thought, it wrong, but... I thought it looked quite good on the night in that fight before the fight got called. Maybe it's yeah. just his style, kind of. Yeah, he's got an odd style, but uh, Roberts is um, Roberts is a threat man. See, because he's big. Like lank, like tall, and rangy man. He's a tall, um, rangy. He's wrestling superb. He's striking up really, really good, man. He's just, he looks like a very, very good all round fighter. I think yeah. obviously brought Weaver no making weight. He kind of said, "Oh, he's brought the Florida out in me." Basically yeah. saying the fucking, he's pissed me off. I'm not fucking mental now. I'm going to go absolutely tonto. Yeah. I hope he gets pissed off for every fight by the way, because we fight like that every time. Yeah. He is a serious problem for some of the people at the top of that division. He is, mate. He's, he's, he's difficult to fight. He looks odd. He reminds me a wee bit of uh, Sandhagen. Um, kind of long range, a bit like Dan Hooker. That kind yeah. of thing. Maybe not, maybe not quite as big as Dan Hooker, but that kind of idea, you know. Um, but yeah, brilliant man, brilliant. I'm kind of gutted he never got a performance a night bonus. And, um, so much. Dern, I you say that, aye. And Dern did, because I would have said his performance was even with the, I mean, the rear naked choke was class. He, he worked hard for it. And I would have said it was better than Derns, although it's probably because it's the first ever women's knee bar, so that's probably well, why. What I would say about Mackenzie Dern is I thought the first couple of minutes she get... It's weird. I thought Hannah Seifer was a better fighter. She was able to use her strength. Obviously. She's a wee... She's quite stocky for a strawweight. Do you know what I mean? She's stocky for a strawweight, Hannah Seifer. She's really, really strong, mate. Really strong. I she thought Hannah use... Seifer... She was able to use that against Mackenzie Dern for the first couple of minutes, but as soon as Dern got her down, man, it was the end of it. That was it. All she wrote was just... It was, to get into that position, to get that knee bar in, was just out of this world. It was just watching it. You could see every move she was trying to do, and she done it in ciphers, didn't even answer. She didn't even know how to get out of it. Yeah. I think ciphers is a bit like that, straight off the, the buzzer. I think she's quite um, ferocious. Like She's quite quick. She came out quite quick in the right in Dern's face. I think that was always the plan. I think Dern knew that was going to happen, so I think yeah. Dern kind of thought, if I just, you know, wait this out, then 
Um, you know, it should be it should be fine. But class Nebo, man. Plus, I like watching Mackenzie there. And I think she's class at what she does, man. The Jets is amazing. Very high, She needs to improve her striking, I think. But apart from that, that, that no, she's she's had a busy year, and she may get us get a bit of a break. Oh, man. I know. I'm just I'm just saying <laughs> to get her to challenge at the top level, top end of the division, she needs to improve oh. her striking. Yeah, if, if she wants to fight somebody like, uh, like you know, Zhang and all that, and you know, Watterson and all that, she needs to she needs to get better striking because their lasses will just piece her apart, but yeah. slowly, man. Definitely, man. I still can't believe she's a strawweight. She's a big lassie for a strawweight. She is. She's she has a big big lassie. She got a fair bit of muscle and all stuff like that. So it's... Yeah, she's she's a big lassie for a for, for a strawweight. Definitely, hundred percent. And she looks huge, but. I suppose that benefits of threat that are, you know, kind of smaller, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the prelims. Yeah. The first time I've watched Caitlin Chikagian actually thought she won that fight. I've seen her and actually went, well done, you won that fight, still here, but um, <laughs> I find her really, I don't know if boring to watch, because technically that's the style I like, but um, I don't know, man. Utter domination, mate. Simple as that. Nothing else to be said. Two 10-8s and a 10-9, do you know what I mean? Utterly, utterly dominant. Um, she, just, uh, she just looked like she was a rabbit caught in the headlights, mate. Didn't have a clue what was going on. What they, didn't even look as if she had a clue what day or week it was or anything, man. Uh, um, the fact that um, Valentina shared a, a very small three-second clip of an axe kick that missed Caitlin Jukagi, and I was like, wow, is that really the best you could do from that fight, is find an axe kick that missed... That probably was like, the best part of the fight. Aye, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, oh, a great kick from my sister. Ah, yeah, she missed me. Wasn't that great? <laughs> um, yeah, man. Yeah, weird. Kat- Caitlin Chukagian or Catelyn Chukagian is putting herself back in, in the mix, man, I'm telling you. Which is worrying because... But it's not a deep division, the flyweights, is it? You know what I mean? So, no. Valentina needs somebody to piece up. No, that's true. Um... Daniel Rodriguez, Gabriel Greenberg, films for Rodriguez dominated if you can start to finish well, didn't it? I feel bad for Gabe Green because he looked he looked like one of those guys, right? Wee bit smaller, wee bit not as strong, but trying so hard. You know one of the big guys in like PE class who just wasn't he quite it was it was decent, but just not quite the best. Even one of the boys <laughs> in the football team who, you know, he, oh, he tried hard, he played you know, he did all right, but that's I what I can again. Aye, that's what I kind of felt with Gabe Green. I'm gutted from. I think it was probably just because he's been out of the game for about a couple of years, like 18 months or something. So I think that's probably why. But um, yeah, Danny Rodriguez, man, was a class performance. He's looked really good. That's a couple of times we've seen him. And he's looked really good. So, yeah, um, really yeah. um Jamal Howe? <laughs> Mate. <laughs> I mean,. I don't even know where to start with Jamal Hill. Um, so calm, so confident. He reminds me a wee bit of a of Izzy because not not because of the range, but because of the way he's calm and he's just not phased by anything. Izzy's very like that. Izzy doesn't look yeah. like anything ever bothers him. Yeah. He styles very much like Jones, long, rangy elbows, punches, kick. Oh mate, it was just. He was class. It only lasted a fucking two minutes, and it was amazing. Jimmy. For the two minutes he worked there, he was he was just superb, man. He was just absolutely brilliant. I was kind of surprised at how quickly he finished. To be honest, I thought I thought a brew would put up a bit more of a fight than he did. I thought a brew would probably be a bit tougher, like a bit harder to put away. A bit like um, watching Blagoy and Sakai. Both of those guys were kind of tough to put away, no matter what happened. Um, yeah, like. I think that's kind of what I was expecting. Abreu to be a bit more kind of tough, maybe a bit like Green, because Green was quite hard to put away for Rodriguez. Um, yeah. But 
a brow just folded. I mean, it was it was a horrendous knee. The delayed reaction with the knee as well. Like, you need him, and it looked all right, and then like, a couple of seconds later, it was like, oh, shit, that fucking hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was, uh, it was weird. But, um, yeah, man, how's a, how's a problem? How's a problem for people, mate, I'm telling you? So what? You say that, man, we keep going through all these fights. Well, he, they're a prospect. They're a prospect. They're going somewhere. They're definitely something about them. Do you know what I mean? Every, the amount of high-level fighters there is now is just unbelievable. It really is. Uh, it's, but that's the thing though because the sport's becoming more and more popular guys are training as MMA fighters there isn't a lot of guys who are MMA fighters look at McGregor McGregor was a boxer look at Khabib he's a wrestler look at DC he's a wrestler there isn't that many MMA guys Volkanovski's probably one Izzy's definitely one Jones is probably one you know the newer guys coming through even guys like Usman he isn't an MMA guy he's a wrestler and so is like Colby as well these guys are wrestlers these young guys coming through now like um, Jamal Hill he's built precisely for MMA and that's why he's so good and why he looks so good aye exactly like I mean even in his first fight against Stojic right Stojic isn't the best light heavyweight in the world but in your very first proper fight with the UFC obviously you had the contender series it goes to the full 15 minutes how many guys do that on their debut on your debut when you sign you normally get maybe a weaker guy depending on who you are and you you know smash them a bit but he went a full 15 minutes and straight off the bat proved people that you know I'm legit and he done it here man it was it was something else man it was mate it really was a performance and a half he done it absolutely superb um, he's he's uh, again as you say, loads of prospects, but a genuine a genuine prospect there. I'm, I'm excited to see Jamal Hill fight again, definitely. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Brandon Arrival fight again. Yeah, this was weird, man. This was an odd fight. Timmy Elliott's on a mile an hour, but only for about thirty seconds, and then that's him done. Aye, um, he just died to death. Uh, I don't know if maybe there's more to that because flyweight shouldn't gas like that. Guys that size shouldn't gas. It's really weird to see guys at flyweight gas so quickly. Like really, they can usually go full fifteen minutes. Huh? Yeah, like well, full fifteen minutes in no the issues. Do you know what I mean that's yeah. that's why everybody loves watching the kind of flyweights, the bantamweights, because they've got that total natural fitness. Yeah, non-stop. I can go. How long do you want me to go? 35, 45, 50 minutes. I'll just keep going. Yeah, go for days if you want. Do you know what I mean, um, it was interesting to see how, as you said, Tim Elliott just kind of died after a round. Yeah. After maybe a round, if you're lucky, do you know what I mean? It was weird. Um, I like Brandon Royval, but there's definitely something there about him. I definitely like... Aye, there definitely is, mate. I'm I'm not sure. I think for the first, you know, the first round, he didn't look that great. He looked a bit wobbly. Maybe that was just nerves. You know, he's fighting in the UFC. You know, he's he's an, ex, an ex-LFA champion. I mean, he's LFA championship win was class because he smashed guys in the highlight before the gate, uh, before the fight on Saturday, and it was... Smashed him, but um, don't know, man. Maybe we'll see. I'm, I'm not, I'm not so convinced about Brandon Rivera. I'd like to see him fight someone a bit, a bit better. Um, I would agree with that I wouldn't put him in the same kind of prospect class as a Jamal Hill or a, a Russell Roberts or anything like that. But I would definitely say there's something there, and I think that can be worked on and kind of progress. Cause he's still quite young, is he not? He's now um, number ranked eleventh in the flyweights. Shows you for the depth of the flyweight division, didn't it? Oh, well, he was That's fighting nice. the guy. He was fighting the guy who was number eleven, so it makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, true. But it's just weird. The fucking flyweight division's all over the place. So next, Casey Kenny versus Louis Smoker. This was this was class. I like this. It was really good, man. Um, for all it lasted. 
Yeah, well, it's only three minutes. It wasn't the shortest fight of the night. It was the third shortest fight of the night. But he just managed to good. And then Casey got a hold of him, and that was it. That was game game over. I'm surprised the small crowd expected a bit more out of him on the night, but I don't think he really, he never really got started. It was. Somebody maybe a little bit weaker again, Ryan Donald. Thoughts on the better and lost. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. he's maybe got his front mean, which is a shame. Um, I'd like to have seen the fight go a bit longer because I think Schmoker looked good. Um, I think if it got back to his feet, it may have been all right, but yeah, don't know, man. It's a weird one. It was. It was, man. Chris Gutierrez versus Vince Morales and the leg kicks held, heard, sorry, felt around the world. Well, I think they were heard around the world as well, to be honest. That's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, that's true. They were pretty he, savage. He, Vince Morales, his legs took absolute pieces. Yeah. He's still, if he's walking now, I'd be surprised. Me and this is about Tuesday night. That's only four days later. <laughs> I'd love to actually see. Maybe go on his Instagram and see if he's getting any pictures or anything, but the most amazing thing, mate, the most impressive thing for me was Gutierrez. Like, whenever Morales changed stances, he changed as well to make it easier to do the same kick on the, the different legs. Whatever leg was facing for me. I thought good. it wasn't just, like, obviously it was leg kicks, but I thought Gutierrez was absolutely class. His fight management, everything about it was just class. Gutierrez was brilliant, mate. He was, he was superb on the right, man. He really was. It was an absolute superb performance from him. Morales is named Mugman, but he just could not handle the fucking leg kicks. No, nah, he could not. Definitely not. I think MD could, to be fair. I think he could have been chopped and done anything. They'd have fucking fell down. I think he'd, if, he, if he'd hit him in any trees, he'd have chopped down trees with him, to be honest with you. Aye, I agree. It was mental. Um, but yeah. Overall, this was a decent card, to be honest. I was like, we obviously never got a chance to do the previous show before. Due to work and different other best pieces, just didn't happen before, the, um, before Saturday night. But I was not that impressed. It was a bit like, ah, you've got the top fight, and then that's pretty much it. The rest was all right. Yep. But it turned out a good night of fighting. There was some yep. really good fights to watch on it. I really enjoyed that. And as much as Gilbert Burns was brilliant, it's probably the only fight I'd done it really. There wasn't really a competition in it, if you know what I mean, apart from the Shevchenko Chikagian fight. Yeah, the rest of them were, you know, okay, there was a couple of unanimous decisions, you know, Rodriguez versus Green, but at least they were, like, you know, they were fights, you know, it wasn't like dominations, like. Kagan and Burns. I thought it was really good. Mate, I was the same as you, mate. On paper, like, wasn't really that buzzed. You know, there was some a, lot, a few names on it I'd never heard of before and stuff like that. And just wasn't really. I just wasn't full of buzz for it. But it was bright, mate. Again, I like these ones. I like these cards. These sleeper cards. These sleeper cards make it worth watching. Do you know what I mean? They definitely make it worth watching because it gives you something to get into and talk about, and you know, you definitely. get animated about it. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. But yeah, overall, what about the bonuses? As I say, the only bonus I probably would have given, I would have given Roosevelt as a bonus instead of. Um, Dern, but other than that, I agree with him. 
Uh, I haven't uh, disagreed too much. Um, I no no major arg- no major arguments with it anyway. No hang maybe fight uh, fight of the night fight of the night. Quarantine versus Carlisle. Quarantine would maybe not <laughs> that one. That's maybe not uh, change I think. And then the yeah. one with Mackenzie Dern. I would agree with you in that one. That I gave a Roosevelt Roberts. Or even yeah. Jamal Hill just for the two minutes of brilliance. Yeah, Jamal Hill would have been good for it. Um, yeah, hey, the Burns definitely deserved it anyway, that's for damn sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that, man. That was probably the first performance of the night I've actually agreed with for a performance of the night. Well, it was one a couple of weeks ago as well. We talked about it, mate. We talked about it. We said they're actually now recognising performances. There was a there was a performance the other week there that was absolutely dominant. I cannot remember for the life, mate, who it was, mate, but there was a there was a performance that was absolutely superb. And... Um, Oh, I need to see if I can find it. There definitely was. There was a performance. It was one of the. I'm sure it was one of the cards we did not that long ago, and somebody got a performance tonight, and we thought it was absolutely brilliant. But I'd need to. Oh, Glover Teixeira. Because Glover yeah. Teixeira went five rounds, where like he actually probably deserved it. Uh-huh. Uh, but who knows? But yeah. Anyway, we have a, a pay per view this weekend. A UFC pay per view, mate. I think for us, I fair enough. I think actually it's a, a good card for us because we don't need to pay for it. No. I think if you're in America and you've been asked to pay $65 for this card, it's a decent card. There's some actually really good fights on it, to be honest. But there's nothing to kind of... The title fight, I don't know even know if the title fight's going to be that good. I, yeah. I don't know. You don't know what level, level Spencer really is at. I know. It's exactly what I was thinking, to be honest. I don't really know what level Spencer's at. Like, people are they're, they're trying so hard to build her up as this, you know, this potential problem for Amanda Nunez, and maybe she is because she's different. She does, she's she's willing to grapple and stuff like that, but I think as soon as Amanda Nunez connects with her right hand, man, I think Spencer's done. Goodbye. Yeah, it could be interesting to see, mate. Um, I don't say, like, Nunez, obviously, in the last fight, she... She dominated the random weight uh, for the bandom weight, um, basically laying top of her for the last couple of rounds and just kind of kept her down. But she's not going to be able to do that with her. Exactly, and I was going to say it wasn't exactly a great performance against the random No, it wasn't. I think the random did have her moments. All right, there were few and far between, but she did have her moments during that fight. Um, I'll be interested to see if, if Nunez does take Spencer down, does Spencer get kept down? Does Spencer try and take Nunez down? Yeah. Which would be interesting to see as well. It'd be interesting to see what happens with that. Because I don't think, try to think in years if I've ever actually seen her on her fucking back. Yeah, I can't think either, to be honest, mate. I can't really think of any time she's been on her back either, but. Hmm. So it'd be interesting to see, man. Um, this is her first defence of the featherweight title, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. No. Yeah, Did she not defend it against home? No, it was Bantamweight as well. Was it? Yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, she, the last, she last fought she beat Cyborg for it yeah in December my god that was December 2018 she beat Cyborg Jesus Christ that was not, that's a year and a half ago that's fucking scary man that's terrifying that is terrifying um, overall by the way just like before we even go any further this card is like I think you know we've had a wee discussion before we started and you don't agree but I think this card's stacked man there's some every single fight on this card I think is class except for one where I don't know who the guy is that's fighting I think it's a really good card. I think if you put this on a fight night, mm. 
think it'd be superb. I just think to ask people to pay $65 for it, I don't know about that. Don't get me wrong, you look done some of the fights and they're absolutely class. But the top, as I say, top three fights, the top three fights are any one of them. Obviously, Amanda Nunez headlines a pay per view, that's fine. But the next two, the co main and the mate, the one before that, they could easily headline fight nights themselves. Yeah, I really so agree with that. It could easily be five round fights, the two of them, um, without a doubt. I'm absolutely buzzing, mate. I'm not a massive fan of Rafael Sunshell, but he is an ex champ. Um, I'm, I love Cody. Just hate the fact he's got a glass jaw. Um, he's fun to watch. I really hope he's. You sandwiches shot at Patnick as well these days. Uh, he's mental, but listen, I hope for him. I hope he goes in there and he smashes a sunshine. He needs it, mate. For me, he needs it. He needs, you know, he's three losses in a row. He needs to go and he needs to get and beat um, a sunshine big time. I think, weirdly, I think for Garbrandt, the smaller octagon could be an issue. Can't run away. He can't move as quickly, I think. If a sunshine maybe lands with a couple, it might piss him off a wee bit. Then he starts thinking he can just swing for hell, which he's done in his last few fights. We keep thinking he's going to turn it around. Um, obviously, it's the first TJ fight. He kind of went a bit mental, and that's how TJ kind of caught him. And then he lost at the belt, and then he came back in and then went for the thingy again. And then he kind of done the exact same thing again. As if he got angry and just kind of went for hell for Leonard and just got caught and it ended it like that. And obviously Pedro Munoz beat him. Um, I think he's, he's got to kind of, he's got to keep his cool as best as he can, I think. Yeah. You know, we know how good he is, man. He's fucking taking out some of the best that I've ever done it. I mean, Cruz, he's taking a Cruz, do you know what I mean? I kind of yeah. think so. You want a title off a Cruz? So, there's, there's t- I just hope he calms down. He goes in there and does what he needs to do. Um, I hope he does win the fight because I'd love to see him fighting again at the top of that division, challenging for the title. Yeah, me too. 100%, man. The guy's only 28. It's mental. He's only 28. He's certainly good enough, mate, that's for sure. Definitely. Um, So, that'll be be an interesting fight because those two guys are coming off two or three bad losses. So, it could be interesting to see how these couple of guys kind of bounce back. Yeah, I mean, look at... Sunshine has lost against one guy who's just fought for the belt and one guy who's, you know, potentially going to fight for the belt in Sandhagen. Um, so I guess they're both in a similar position, the Sunshine and Garbrandt. Sunshine's maybe a wee bit, you know, he's 30, you know, what, 38, 37. So he's maybe not as likely to push on, but it's a good fight, mate. I'm looking forward to that one. Really am. Would you say Garbrandt's name on this fight gets the co-main slot? Because how is ahead of Sterling Sandhagen as a fight? I'm surprised at. I think the two names, mate, can together. I think a Sunshine's a bit of a, bit of a legend. You know, he's he's been in about that bantamweight division forever. And Garbrandt says he's an ex-champ, so that's probably why they've given him the place because he's an ex-champ. He's you know he's he's held that belt. It's not as if he's just an up-and-comer. Sterling and Santagen have never fought for the belt. Never mind hold it. So maybe that's what it is. I think in terms of a fight, in terms of like where guys are at the moment in their careers, yes, stuff up. Sterling Sands, Sterling Sandhagen is much, much bigger in that sense. But I think, you know, given the fact that Cody's an ex-champ, I think they, they always show a lot of respect to their champs and their ex-champs, mate. They always have and they always will and they, this is the way it should be. So, yeah, I don't want to show that really, to be honest, mate. Um, I think if it was... Uh, I was going to say, I think if it was that was the main event and Sterling was the key main, I don't think I'd bother. But no, nah, I, I generally don't think I'd bother either way. I'm happy with the way around this. I get what you're saying. It could be... You could flip them. It wouldn't have bothered me either. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't have bothered me either way. I just but, think there's more at stake in the Sterling Sanhagen fight than there probably is in that fight. 
Yeah, but then, I mean, you've often said to me, sometimes in between big fights, you need, you know, a fight to fill the gap. And a lot of people might not be buzzed for a Sunshine Garbrandt because, well, Garbrandt's on the back of three losses, and Sunshine's on the back of two. Sunshine's an old, older guy. Garbrandt's got a glass jaw. So maybe people are just, maybe people aren't interested. People are going to want to watch Sterling Sandig in 100%. So that's your cup of tea or, you know, shite break, you know what I mean? Um, no, that's true. Um, but. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fussed either way with them being that way around. But Sterling Sandhagen, mate, is. Can't wait I'm fucking buzzing. That's my thing. I cannot wait to watch. That's the fight I want to watch. Absolute fire! I love Corey Hans, Corey Sandhagen because I love that long, rangey. You know, he's oh uh, mate, I'm absolutely buzzing. Five foot eleven, and he's a bantamweight. That is absolutely mental. There's featherweights that are not height. I mean, that's. Crazy. That is mental, mate. I can't wait for it. It's got to be superb. It'll be interesting to see just how the fight goes in general, man. It's just, it's got to be brilliant. It's got to be an yeah. absolute class fight. Whatever way, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing, mate. I'm buzzing. Um, even, I mean, Magne Rocco, uh, Magne Martin is a decent fight as well. A good matchup, I think. Maybe not. It's a very good matchup. It's not got the names, but it's got a good matchup. I think after seeing Neil Magny, obviously his last fight, we're kind of surprised he came back and kind of. He was amazing. Jingli and quite easily, to be honest, at times. It was very, very well. He was brilliant, mate. He was a totally different fighter, we said after that. He was like a completely and utterly different fighter. He absolutely pieced him apart. It was yeah. brilliant. Um, and and obviously, Martin was on a good run before he met Damien Meyer, and there's no kind of. Not bad loss. You can't, he's a legend, Damien Meyer, so. And then it beat Evmev as well in Russia. I go to Moscow and beat a Russian and fucking Russia. Yeah. So I it's, it's, it's very good matchmaking again. I think that should be an absolute class fight between Magna and Rocco Martin. Yeah. Even then, Eddie Wineland versus Sean O'Malley again is another absolutely class fight. Wineland's a bit of a vet, um, solid guy, hard to put away. Um, I mean, been knocked out three times in thirteen losses. That's nuts, man. He's um. I, it's going to be a class fight because Amali's Amali's amazing to watch. Ah, he's good fun, isn't he? You don't know what to expect, man. He's just good, good fun at times. Again, he's another one that's a bantamweight. This is five foot eleven. Another one like Corey Sandhagen, who's exciting to watch. You know, big, lanky, long. It's uh, I mean, I'm. Well, I'm the best sure. divisions by a country mile, right? Do you know that? And he's still got an O. There's not many fighters that have got an O left, mate. That so is that is um, that's good as well, man. I'm, I'm, I'm main card class. Um, yeah, there's only one issue with this like whole card in general I've got, and that's like where Perez for me guys. But other than that, I'm okay with the card. To be honest, I think it's laid out pretty well. But um, Brian Brian Kelleher jumping back in as well, like after a week ago. You know what I mean? I was gonna say only fought that fucking weekend after two weeks ago. No, three uh, weeks ago. Yeah, uh, he did. No, it was, was it the last weekend, the weekend before. No, thirteenth. Thirteenth of April. May. Yeah, 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 me. Sorry. Yeah, this is good, isn't it? It couldn't have been the thirteenth of May. Thirteenth of May was a Wednesday. Oh, it was a Wednesday night. You're right. Right, never mind. I mean, there's going to say it can't be a Wednesday night, but there was that mad freaky Wednesday night card. It's a Wednesday night card. Um, Memory better than Treasure. Yep. That's it. That's what it was. So, I was fighting Cody Stamen, which was a good fight as well. Look that one. That's a weird one because Cody Stamen, um, um, he's a bantamweight. He's in the rankings of the bantamweight. He's been fighting a bantamweight, but he's fighting a featherweight in this one. So this just must be because obviously he's maybe not cutting the weight. Um, I, don't know. I think a lot of these fights are kind of getting made now. I'm not. 
I'm not saying the UFC are scraping the barrel. That's not what I mean. I just mean regards to they're looking filling for the gaps, who are in the United States at this moment in time. Yeah, they're, they're filling the gaps, mate, 100%. That's all they're doing. And they've got to. That's fine. I don't have an issue with that. They've got to fill the gaps with the fighters available. If your man, you know, Cody's willing to fight at 145 instead of 135, why not? He probably suits him. He doesn't have to cut another 10 pounds, you know what I mean? Um, well, so yeah. the, first, the first fight of the night, Seven Dunham versus Herbert Burns at 150. Again, they've just, they're, they're making fights to fill gaps. And I've not got yeah. an issue with that, man. Just, yeah. it's probably a good fight as well. So, yeah, there's loads of good fights on this, mate. Um, Menifield, Devin Clark, again, two guys. That okay. should be good. I think my anyway, that'll be fucking somebody's think might get knocked out in there. Manifield's still undefeated as well. Um so as Devin Clark's been a bit kinda, you know, I miss. What, I, well he's his record since he started in the UFC's been one loss, one loss, one loss, one. So <laughs> it's it's one of those ones. Um but we'll see, mate. We'll see. I think it's gonna be a bit interesting that fight. That'll be a good one. I like Manifield. Manifield's big he's a big man for that weight. Like he's he huge. Is, he has. Um, even I actually, there you go. Even I actually like Luke Ian Heinish versus Jeremy Shots and all one I like of. Well, we were we were quite an Ian Heinish because he was on a wee bit of a run there, um, maybe towards getting a title shot, and then he fought Brunson, and it kind of it kind of derailed him, and then he got beat by Akmedov as well. So he's he's a two tough losses. He was on a bit of a tear, mate. He was looking good, and uh, then just kind of fell away. Um, but yeah, that's a good fight. I like that. I like um, Mearshart's a fun one, though. Mearshart's a weird guy, like a weird fighter, almost as if he seems to just like he covers up very early, yeah. um, which is weird. But yeah, it'll be a good fight again. He's at what 42 fights, Mearshart, so he's no mug. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so, proper experience, he's only 32 as well. Mearshart, I don't know, I don't know. Mental man, um, a ah, good card all round. Chase Hooper as well in the headlines of the prelims. <laughs> Brian Askin, son. I bet try to see him take because it's a wee step up. I would say fine. Alex Caceres for him. Hey, Alex Caceres is no mug, but Alex Caceres' record is horrendous. But um, it's an experienced guy. That's the thing. It's it's a twenty eight fight guy. You know, Chase Hooper is um, you know, he's nowhere near that experienced. So no. that'll be a that'll be an interesting one. Um, I mean, Chase has had ten fights, but it's still nowhere near as you know experienced as um, the rest of them. But um, I Perez for Miga, I'm fr- frustrated by where that is on the card because they're two top five contenders. You know what I mean, I'm right. sorry, Perez is ninth, but two top ten contenders. You know what I mean? It's a weird one. I just think, I mentioned it before, and I think sometimes, I'm not saying that they're down on the flyweight division, but I think it's a bit rude, is not the right word, there's a rude, there's a word I'm looking for, I can't think of the word is, but it just seems a bit shit on the flyweight division sometimes, where they're yeah. fights. Yeah, it's, it's odd, mate, because it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that low, I've got, I've not got an issue with it being, you Pre-lance. know, not on the main card, but it should, I mean, that's two top ten guys fighting as, you know, on an early prelim card, which isn't even available on the telly. That's only available on the fight pass. Yeah. So, yeah, weird one. But, yeah, all round, mate. Class card. I actually look forward to it. Maybe, as you say, it's not maybe worth paying the 65 or $90, whatever it is they pay for it. But for me as a fan, I'm absolutely buzzing. There's some absolutely class fights there, mate. I think so as well, mate. I actually, as I say, I'm looking forward to the fights. I just don't think I'd be paying $65 if I was had to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, so... Good battle, it's good. 
Cool. Um, right, so that's obviously a look forward to the weekend. What anything else worth talking about this week? Obviously, there's a wee bit of a wee bit of aggro with John Jones. Um, going on there. What do you reckon about that? I could be gone for a while. Yeah. Um, he yeah, wants he... a bit of dough. He wanted to, it was a thirty million. Apparently, he was looking for an engagement fight. I, I can't believe it was that much. I think that's ridiculous. Surely not. I, I, I don't think like, anybody actually said thirty million. I think what Dana White said, he said he was looking for Wilder money. Which is thirty million. Yeah, but I think I think what the point that um, Dana White made was that he wanted you know big star you know championship money. I don't think he actually meant literally he wants thirty million dollars. I don't Aye. think that's what he meant. But I mean, listen, John Jones is probably the biggest star in MMA outside McGregor. If you think about it, in terms of name, um, he's a massive draw. Folk, people like him, people hate him, whatever. Class fighter, but is he worth thirty? Is he worth ten million? I don't know, mate. I don't know how much you judge these guys on. I don't know what you what you it's, pay these it's guys. Hard, it's hard. It's very hard to judge the fighters within the UFC because they are in the UFC. Yeah. Boxing, it's like a different sport with that regards because the fighters are fighting for themselves. They fight. They say they get an individual contract themselves maybe get it with a promoter and then each fight is they basically get paid per fight it's not like they sign a five fight contract within the UFC and then that's it it's a totally different it's weird that way um, it wouldn't surprise me in the long run if maybe some of the kind of more top contenders maybe go down that road and just look for so being a free agent constantly isn't it? yeah but that then kind of I thing. suppose I suppose the argument is though that if you do that, you're not going to get to fight for a belt with UFC, which I don't have an issue with. I don't think anybody should fight for a belt unless you deserve the belt, to be honest. But um, it's different in boxing because they've got these promote these cross promotions and they do cross promotion fights. Like you've got, you know, what, how many heavyweight titles is there? Four, five in boxing? Five or six, I think. Because you get Ring, IBF, WBA, WBC, WBF, WBO. IBA, IBC. There's fucking God knows how many, man. I think half of them were wrong there, mate, but that's all right, we'll go better. Um but I got a couple right. I know what you're saying, there is a lot that's what I'm saying, there's a lot of belts. But whereas you can't do that anyway, mate, because they don't they don't work it like that. So well, I don't know if I wonder long term if maybe there's something going to be coming in like this. I think maybe it might go down the more boxing route, maybe something like the the World MMA organization, something like that, maybe will be coming into play because then you can start getting these fighters fighting against each other. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't know if I don't think your, your private companies like your UFCs and your Scott, your your Bellators, your Scott Coker, and your Dana Whites are going to go for it because they make money, mate. They make millions and millions and millions of money. And of course they, they do, need... but if they don't get any fighters and they've got no option, yeah, true. If one of the fighters turns in this weekend, they went like, "Fuck it, if this is the last fight in my contract, I'm gone. I'll start looking for an individual fight and just fight random fights." Yeah, what can they do about it? Yeah, no, fair point. They can't really do anything about it. It's, once a once a fighter's contract up, they're a free agent. They can go fight where the fuck they want. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that wouldn't surprise me. I think I think Conor McGregor's kind of. I think it's partly his fault. Also for the money, money he can command. But he can command the ticket sales. He can even command the box office. People want to see Conor McGregor fight. Which is mental, but I mean. The fact that his his boxing fight with Floyd Mayweather is the second most pay per viewed boxing event ever is, you know, terrifying. But then it'd yeah, be basically two sports coming together as such. So you could use that as an argument. Oh. 
don't know. It's it's weird, mate. There's there's always a bigger thing here. There's a bigger issue here. There's a bigger a bigger chat to be had. I just think Jones is just Jones. He's just being petty. Um, but Dana's just been Dana and being petty as well. So the I agree, but I can see both sides of the argument. I think. percent. I think the fighters do need better pay. I think I was reading the Athletic today, and they've got a big survey on at the moment. No, they had a big survey. They did. I think there's 175 MMA fighters throughout the world, mm-hmm. and basically something like the average pay that they take home from their gate. Basically, that's money that's in my back pocket. Some of them are making like 40 percent of their fees. So you could you can make 200,000 in a fight and only walk away 40 percent of that. Yeah. Do you want to be the 80,000? Pretend you pay coaches, nutritionists, all the different bits species. If you're fighting America and you're a foreign fighter, you've got state tax, American tax, you then go home back to your homeland, you can then get taxed on that. Yeah, okay, I get it. I can understand. Like John George is a totally different case because he has American. See what was a farmer maybe doing it. You can maybe go, ah, they will. They don't want all this tax, so they want the extra cash to make up for the fact they get taxed. Like some football players in the world, I think, is it messy? Gets paid like six hundred fifty thousand a week, tax free. And then Barcelona just pays tax on top of that. It's stupid that kind of thing. I think that's maybe long term what they want to do because the amount of tax these fighters are losing is fucking unbelievable. There's, there's fighters they're talking to certain fighters, and obviously they name ain't mentioned in this uh, article I read, but they're basically saying sometimes I'm paying to fight. Yeah, they're not making any money at it, and the amount of money that UFC makes, there's. The, the stars, the fighters are the stars of the show. They need to be paid accordingly. Yeah. And I think, it, I'm not saying John Jones for a catalyst for this, but it could, it could definitely maybe push things forward in the fact that getting fighters better play. There's always threats of union and stuff like that within MMA. Yeah. Maybe something like that has to happen eventually. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It'll be interesting to see, man. It'll be interesting. Anything else you want to chat about this week? <sighs> Not really, no. We've been pretty quiet. I think they're talking about Jan Aldo for the Bantamweight title. Obviously, that's officially been advocating now. Yep. So, Jan Aldo. I don't know if Aldo deserves it, obviously. I'm not sure. I don't think he beat Marais, so I don't know if why well, Marais is involved. But See how good Peter Jan is, actually, then. I'll give us a wee idea. It'll be interesting to see. Um, the only thing I've seen, which I'm a wee bit surprised, was it Colby. Not a surprise, I suppose, but Colby left the American top team. That was hardly a shock, mate. No, I know, I know those things were only getting on well, but it's still He can't share a he can share a gym with Masvidal. No, that, no, that's true. That was the that was the issue, mate. That was pretty No, much I know, it. but I'm just saying I was a wee bit surprised just that it came about. I'm just I, I, like as if it was a massive news article, it was weird to see it. Yeah. It was weird, but it was hardly it wasn't a shock. It was um it was always going to happen. I wonder where he's going to go though, that's the thing. Colby will just go to start his own gym. Yeah, probably. I'm going to surprise you with Colby. Yeah. Alrighty. Is that you? Uh, aye, mate. Um, aye. I don't think I'll nope. else. Well, we'll be back next week, guys. Um, again, thanks for listening. As always, get us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at NCKGMMA. Give us a like, give us a follow. Um, yeah, cheers for listening. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>